Here on Anderson Street, it's all about provocative conversation at the dinner table. And you know this. The episode at hand is on the Second Amendment or the right to bear arms with Kim, Brandon, Marcel, and Neil. They're hot, they're heavy, it's fiery, I friggin' love it. Okay, that was just my own little side note. Control, power, being black in America, mental health, youth, and all of that are discussed. And with that, welcome back to the table. Mary Pat. Yes? It's your time. <laughs> the Second Amendment protects the right to bear arms. That's it. That's it. In that context. Oh. Okay, well, no, my, can my, we, my context can we, is... Can we, should we read the amendment? Like, actually read it? That is the amendment. Oh. No, I understand. Oh, can you actually read the amendment itself? Is that the amendment itself? Oh, wait a second. Like, some more context. Oh, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. That is pretty straightforward. No. It's because um, words are always important in the Constitution. Because you're no, a lawyer? But in how they apply them and how, like, they... No, not because I'm a lawyer, but how they apply them um, and what they actually mean and, and how we've seen in every, everyday society. It's because of how it's written. Fine. I mean, yeah, words matter. You're right. I ain't trying to be right. I'm just... It is what it is. How's the Googling going? I'm doing the best I can. I can read it. True. <laughs> can I read both up? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. The Brandon second amendment. Okay. Second Sorry, amendment: Mom. a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay. So that was made at a time where there was civil strife. So you had to ensure that your stuff and yourself and your property was protected. Right? That was when that was when and why that was made. Mm-hmm. Is that something that we still need today? To protect your property? To protect your property and yourself. <laughs> I know how it can feel. Be, uh, being simple, yeah, I think it applies today. You know, there's areas in the country where, uh, you know, calling the police could take some time. You know, rural areas and uh, someone, I wouldn't want to say a farm, but, you know, someone gets on your property and is causing <clears throat> you some type of potential harm police station could be you know a few miles away you need to protect yourself uh in cases like new york city here or a metro area i think that uh gun control should be a little bit uh, a little more strict just because the amount of people here but i think that having the right to have a gun is very important in our society and i would hate to see anyone mess with it and by mess with it, you mean make eliminate it, all, it entirely? Make, yeah, make it difficult for a sane, healthy, you know, citizen, you know, someone who is, you know, in, in, his, in, his, right, in his right mind, has a job, and just a normal citizen, uh, when they make it difficult for that individual to obtain a firearm is when I feel like I have an issue with it. If you, if you live in a home when one of your family members or roommates has mental issues or there's a lot of stuff going on in your life. Yeah, it should be a little bit more difficult for you to obtain a firearm because there's more. Um, so you think there should be some sort of, of testing like there is for um, a driver's license? Yeah, so like uh, Sandy Hook, uh, the shooters, the shooter got the gun from his house. Right. Right. He wasn't in his right mind and he had a history of mental illness. Right. His mom was totally sane. Um, it should be noted that in that case, it could have been... Uh, a situation where the state comes in and says, listen, your son's going through some stuff. Where do you keep your guns? You know, like, what, does he have access to your guns? Like, do you understand where I'm trying to go with that? Like, I do. There's a lot of branches off this tree that, that you just yeah. hit. There are yeah. mad branches off this tree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, hit it, hit it. No, well, like, I think you, you make a good point about, like, uh, mental health is, like, yeah. so in- intertwined yeah. into the gun rights issue, I feel like. Um, I'm of the, I'm torn about this, right? Like my dad has guns, yep. and for him, it's because he feels like, as a, again, I'm gonna get back into race. As a black man in America, he doesn't always feel safe, right? So he's trying to protect. Correct. Um, I hate that he has guns. Like, not my preference, but if that's how he feels, he can protect. Had you always hated it, or now is this becoming more? He had, he didn't get guns until I was out of the house. This oh. is a very recent thing, like maybe four or five years ago. That's interesting. Oh wow, that is interesting. So yeah. it seems as if he's in more danger after you left. Uh, I think I, it's a direct result of the I, climate that we're yes. in. Yes. Or is it, or is it okay. the life he's trying to live after you left? No. Oh. It's 
it's, I think, an acknowledgement that, like, again, you you could get it any day as a black person in America. So sure. he's going to make sure that he's prepared for whatever happens. Um, he's, you know. And Maryland's a carry state. It's Virginia. Right. And I don't even know. I don't know the rules. It's I, I don't. It's a carry state. So, right. he, yeah. you know. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. Continue. I don't, I'm not, again, I don't like it. I don't really talk to him about it. Okay, um, it's I, just there. Yeah. Just like I know that they're there when I go home to visit. And, right. like, okay. I don't feel any safer with them there. I don't okay. feel... I don't feel less safe. I don't feel more safe. Okay. They're just there. Um, but I, I do think um, that, like Marcel was saying, I think there's, I'm hesitant to say we need to like get rid of the right to bear arms, right? People should have that choice. But at the same time, there's a lot of, um, you do need to meet, to me, a certain set of qualifications. But what's critical in developing whatever kind of infrastructure does that kind of checking um, is to make sure that it's applied equally, right, across states states across the types of people who are trying to get guns correct um so right. like but that would mean altering the whole second amendment altogether no 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 it wouldn't oh i think that it should and be that's, altered and that's i think a big and that's why it's important to read it but that's also a part of the discussion and how not only what the laws actually mean like what they mean to each specific state but how those issues are being framed on a national level and um what um agendas people are pushing behind. That's why it becomes a partisan issue is because it's not like blatantly clear what it means. I mean it's clear that it means, you know, the right bear the right to bear arms, you know, should um, be protected. But the actual words of that amendment are parsed in so many different ways to what like, what that actually means. Well words. Um, yeah, because it speaks about a well regulated m- militia. Right. Know? It speaks about I mean and it's, in different It was times, made at a time where everyone right. was Right. And I just want to say this as a foundation for uh, our conversation today and any statements that I make that I didn't say last time. Like, I'm not a constitutional lawyer. Like, because <laughs> my, no, my community will eat me alive if I don't like, I'm not a constitutional okay, lawyer. Okay. I'm not purported to be a constitutional okay, lawyer. Okay. I function in entertainment and media. I'm speaking to y'all as a citizen. And, you know, I know it's just as much about this stuff. Um, Shit. I mean, As Google out- says. Right, right, right. right. But for and real, outside yeah. of having studied constitutional law in law school, but that was right. years ago, like, you know, I don't look at this every day. Sure. So anyway, I don't want y'all to think like I'm supporting myself to be some expert. But yeah, I mean, personally, I grew up with guns in the house. Um, again, born and raised in Vegas. We, we had guns. I was taught to hunt at a, a young age, but I was always taught gun safety laws was the proper way to do things. And again, it was for the purpose of us hunting. Respons- responsibility, kind of rights of passage, rights of passage, and growing up as a young man, and so I always saw guns in a very, um, at least certain types of guns. Again, because we had rifles and shotguns, and so I saw it in the, you know, in the construct of this is what you do for hunting, etc. What's interesting is also on the other side of that, like I, I was a young black kid in, I mean, a, a city in the United States, so I have, I you know been in situations where people have had guns been around people where you know they've gone to jail for having guns being in you know situations and conflicts that involve guns so um my my perspective on the issue is that certain types of guns in america just period to me automatic shouldn't should be like totally banned because they serve no other purpose but for to murder individuals except you said words are important i wouldn't say murder uh, i do agree with you like fully automatic weapons are only meant for one thing and it's to kill things it's like militarial well, i wouldn't kill- say murder i would say kill okay. things yeah okay I, i'll accept that i'll accept that but to kill people right um they some argue there are arguments within the hunting community which i don't agree with having come from the hunting community that you know, you should be able to use auto. Some, you know, people are like, oh, they're for hunting. But that's a bullshit excuse because one, many times, most times, automatic weapons are not allowed with certain licenses, contingent on put what state, you know, you get your license in and they're not allowed for like most types of hunting. So that's a trash argument. I mean, I think what you're saying is you don't need an AR-15 to go kill a deer. Exactly. I got you. Exactly. I got you. You know what I'm saying? You, you, like, you don't need an AR-15 for any reason ever. <laughs> Well, you know, unless you're in a war zone, in a war. yeah, yeah, yeah war. which isn't on I'm the soil. About citizens, right? Well, right, right, right. But let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Are you ready? Yeah, let's get it. So, if we look, I know these are two different things, but this this is what I want to say. 
if you put that control onto people and tell them, look, you can have a nine millimeter, but you can't have a M16 or an M14. That's like telling me, all right, look, you can have a Honda Civic, but you can't buy that Porsche because the speed limit's outside 50 miles per hour anyway. So why do you need a Porsche? Why do you need another But light? yes, though, because especially if, I mean, are we having the conversation of should this be a national a nationally recognized thing or should it be state by state? State by state. What is Fine, so that's smaller, gov- that's smaller government, right? That's not big government. Well, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole a little bit with you, even though, because at first, my first inclination was to be like, I don't really fuck with that analogy, but I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole with you because, you know, so if, I guess you could say a streetcar is used for, you know, transport, but it could also be used to kill. I mean, a gun is only used to kill. So, I mean, that's the difference. That's the you know, difference I would make initially, but there are cars that are not street legal. Right, there are cars that you cannot drive on the street because the power that that car has. Mm. They're they're like, why would you drive on the street? This purpose of that is to go fast mm-hmm. and to wild the fuck out. So, right, right, right. You know, similarly, <laughs> okay. if you have an AR-15, yeah, it's also a gun. But the purpose of that is to you know do something at such a level where it's outside the constructs of when you would use that in our society. And that's why a car would be. I think like, as an American, I just you know get pissed when people tell me what I can't have. Well, no, it should be established. I'm the one who think of one of those people that think that people kill people. Guns don't kill people. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I mean. Yeah, I do. I, agree I mean, as there's, well. there, there's, you know, I mean, that's. Yeah, gun, a gun doesn't I, go off in an no, empty I room. Say, or, uh, well, there's. But, I want to. It's a dicey road. But right? I want to go in on that statement though. Like, what do you mean when you say that? Because guns do kill people. Specifically, in many cases, like they say, if a person was in a situation, if that person. Um, attempted to kill kill to you know commit a mass murder with a knife he would have been unsuccessful why because he would not have had a gun that's the same individual that you say is killing an individual but he had a different tool so those guns are actually killing people and insisting to kill people in mass and so that's why i want to like what do you yeah dig a little bit deeper into like why you say like is it about the intention um it's about like it goes, you know, you said, you know, uh, a person could kill someone with, with, with knives, right? All right. Kill someone with cars. Right. Right. Um, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a person doing it. Well, you know? Um, like the guys that drove those cars in France into um, the Festival means, of People. Oh my gosh. The tool, the tool the was the car. Totally so forgot about We that. drive those every day. Yeah, 80 plus people were killed in it was a truck. A truck. Yeah. Right. I mean, we even have But like that's something that is utilized but, well, more yeah. often, it seems. I think what you're acknowledging you know, is that the tool matters, right? I mean, the tool matters. And I guess I wouldn't want to. I don't want to call it like a tool lightly, but you know what I'm saying. If we right, kind of abstract it, you're saying people kill people. Sure. I don't think guns are the issue so much. I think it's the policy behind obtaining a gun that's an issue i don't think it's a national issue because each state should govern themselves i totally stand for that i believe that individuals who are seeking to reform gun laws are going to the wrong places and taking the wrong avenues um i think that uh like the march for our lives movement um was a national issue but should have been addressed really in florida because that's where it happened and that's where they want to make the changes that's where a lot of those students are going to continue their lives and grow up and have families when they go to washington i mean it puts it on a national uh the national view of everyone but what are you really doing in florida to change the state laws behind guns but here so this reminds me of like i feel like you are not making the macro to micro connections like we had the same kind of last time we were talking you were like well if something happens here in new york why should i or if something happens in the midwest why should i care yeah it's all it it all relates so just because something happened in florida doesn't mean those same things haven't happened in california in san bernardino when that health department got shot up or anywhere else right these are not mass shootings are sort of a microcosm of things that are happening all across the country and so i don't think you can say well let's keep that issue in florida when people all across this nation are having there's reverberating effects and consequences for everybody it's not just people who are affected in florida no but also additionally to both of your points (laughs) in florida the reciprocity that is the best state for reciprocity so if you i can go online and get my gun license through Florida in order for me to be able to carry a gun in the majority of the states of of these United, right? That is not the same for every other state. 
Florida has the best reciprocity. That's why people get licensed in Florida. So I feel like maybe that's where you were trying to get to in terms of policy changes, particularly there. Although it is, its effect is larger because, I mean, but I, I was looking to get a gun as well because, I mean, if they're here, I'm gonna get it. If they're but not I, here, then I'm not gonna get it, right? But I wanna zoom out a little bit in our conversation because if we're gonna talk about micro, macro to micro and about gun laws specifically and how they apply federally or within the states, we have to look at like our the gun problems in the United States are a problem in the United States. Right. That's another part of the argument. If we zoom out, we understand that mass shootings um, occur disproportionately in the United States. Right. If we look at other countries, they don't even allow gun permits and they don't have similar problems. So like when we say, when we use arguments like people don't, you know, guns will kill people, people kill people. If we look at the data and the numbers specifically, we'll see that um, those things simply like aren't true. It's because we have guns, because we allow guns that people are getting killed in mass. So I think that should be a part of the conversation. Additionally, um, again, when we're talking about states should govern themselves, another point that we discussed a little bit earlier off camera is the 14th Amendment, the incorporation doctrine of the 14th Amendment is what ratified the Bill of Rights and made it applicable to the states. Um, so I don't know, I just think, I think again, all those considerations need to be a part of the conversation, but I think that it's clear that the data, the data demonstrates we have a problem. We should be regulated in a specific way. And we do need, to your point, to um, have a more intricate process to obtaining a gun because I think we're way past the time in our society that says, oh, we're just not going to have guns in America. The, I don't issues, think that's the issues have root causes, right? On, on a tree, there's many different roots that create one tree. So these different root causes are making light of... Uh, Issues in the family, issues in social media, issues in pop culture, issues in the music industry. These are all the root causes for our gun issues in this country, and I can we can go through all of them. So Let's when you, not. What you believe those no are the quickly root when you go through the, when you go through the music industry, the more guns and, and women you have, the better rapper you are. The more guns and cars like you have, yeah, the culture behind that. So, so that's a root cause of that's the a gun root. problem in America? Yeah, of course. No, the root cause of gun problems in America is not only that. Um, Americans, Americans, first of all, we export, we export and import guns to communities across the country. I mean, across the world. We export our guns to different communities across the world. Like, we are the gun country. We've allowed, we've sensationalized and amplified like gun culture through... Um, so many different mediums that have nothing to do to like 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 a, a, a music community is like a tertiary cause of like where gun problems start in this country like that's or that's just such a, a modern just thing. A or just a that's proliferation modern, platform really that's such a right. modern thing I don't bro. know let's cut the like, bullshit you are really gonna blame music for gun problems let's cut the bullshit when there's a whole bunch of rappers for years and years and years and years pushing you know gun imagery and then in the same communities that they're from they're still suffering from gun violence you're gonna right. tell me that it's because we're a, we're a, a gun a gun selling country Bro, what I'm that's why is, it's happening what I'm saying is shit started way before you can talk about a rapper right. and additionally yeah. if you're gonna talk about that rapper mm -hmm. you need to talk about the person that's going in here and saying here's 20 million dollars to amplify that message you, you're blank, you know what I'm saying? I'm from here. I don't have no fucking money. Like, I'm here. I'm trying to live a life. That's their that choice. Yeah, a choice. What I'm saying is this is a system. You don't need to sell. System. You don't need to show guns and, and, and naked women of course, in your, we your all music can, videos to be a rapper. As, as well as, like, well-established adults who have gone through things in life and had opportunities and privilege to be able to, you know, assess things in that way, of course we can say that. But, you know, a person that, like, again, we're talking about systems are, are the things that enable that to happen, mm. right? That individual is not the problem. Well, the system that amplifies that individual is the problem. To your defense, I mean, can, you, can we all agree that the, um, the, the music industry, I think you're referring to the hip hop industry, mm -hmm. has a direct impact on the community no. that they are you know, catering to? So, but you can Hell say yeah. that across communities. Well, no, like, I, my problem is, I feel like what happens is people always are like, it's the rap music. It's the hip hop. No, 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 that's no, no, how no, no, that no, no, comes no, no, no. I'm not it's saying it's the rap that's music. That's how that comes I'm off. I'm just saying they have a huge responsibility so to children I will say and saying, listen, look, my music is for adults. All right, my music is not meant for you. 
that's a responsibility that they have. But does that not and apply I, across I quote, genres? I, I quote, I quote, Big Pun and Busta Rhymes on Capital Punishment album when they made a song together, and Busta Rhymes says, "Listen, what the hell is your kid listening to my music for? He should be in bed. Your, do your job as a parent." So here we go. I'm I'm, I'm playing my own devil's advocate okay. here. The rap community. Refute that shit. <laughs> the the. The rap community has some people who take responsibility, like Cardi B. Cardi B says, listen, I'm not making music for your kids. I'm making music for me and my peers. Mm -hmm. So I respect people in the industry that identify themselves as, listen, I'm an adult and I make adult music. But when you have individuals like, let's say, Nicki Minaj and Takashi 69 who, listen, I listen to um, <laughs> When they blur those lines, or I do this for the kids, but then you look at their lyrics and their imagery, we have an issue here. So let's go back to guns. At some point, at some point, there needs to be a paradigm shift in the rap game that says, look, this parental advisory thing, stick around the bottom, doesn't work anymore, all right? There's a message that, that's going on with my music, and I wanna make sure it, re it reaches the right people. So if they're not letting the audiences know, look, this isn't for you, this is for you, how are they supposed to distinguish whether that message is a real message or is it for the kids? Or is it, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's all I think over you're the place. all actually saying the same thing. You just want to be contrarians. The thing is like, the culture is part of the system and it was made as such. So you guys are macro thinkers, which is great. But like when we go out into the world, having traveled this world and you come across people that maybe you're the first American they've come across being brown or oh, you play basketball or you are you a rapper or oh, you got a gun. Those are like the first three questions upon being abroad. And then the fourth is I don't ever want to go to the States because you all have guns. That's a system by way through the culture of which music is part and these things are all part that they see. I don't understand how you could even disagree with that. Um, I'm gonna tell you why I disagree. Because media at large, in any, in a, specifically in American court, we export our media, right? Of and the course. Media, and, and media influences our thoughts, feelings, right? Yes. Right, so media are companies, like you know, companies that have billions of dollars that are trying to Yes. Uh, are for-profit entities, right? Yes. So again, culture, any culture is a subset um, yes. of, you know what I'm saying, our exported of media. So of course, yes, music influences tremendously. Like that's something I'm agreeing with you to. entirely. Right. But um, what I'm saying is that when any person or entity is like a subset of a large entity, you cannot blame the individual for the problem that's amplified because of the system. But the that's individual is not cannot, culture. Culture is not an individual. Culture is it's culture. A, it's larger. Well, again, it's a, but it's a, again, even the culture is a bunch of individuals, you know, who yeah, have decided, sorry. right? But that culture, specifically, if we're talking about hip hop and music, does not control and never has controlled the mechanism. I don't think that that was the point. Which, no, but, but that's I'm what saying that's important. Like, to that's me, important. that's what it sounded like. It, I got a lot of like, yeah. This is like a like to me by specifically calling out the rap game. I feel like this happens a lot. Like, there's a a focus on what black culture is doing and how that oh. is affecting people okay, versus so. what about like any this this shit crosses genres, that's boundaries, people. Yeah. That that's the only thing that I that I would say I disagreed. I just had an issue with like. When it's it's the but rap that was thing. one of like seven examples and no, another that was example a specific example that Marcel used and it's, right. but it's important to call that out call yeah. that out because we have to I make sure you. that that is not perpetuated as like yes it's the rap culture they're carrying these guns they have a a, a, a um, words I know that uh, they have a responsibility to the people uh, yes. in their community <laughs> yes. so does everybody else right. that's true yeah. but we need to make that clear right sure that's but clear. To, to that point going further black culture and hip hop culture is what other world other countries and audiences do see more disproportionately than any of other aspects of American culture now. We're the best part of You know why? But, but, but that is both to your point and against your point, right? Because like that is what they see and unfortunately the larger disproportion is this. But if we don't even it's have to do that. The, point. the why is important and that's what I was trying to amplify. You're why? saying if that's what they see, the why. Why do they see that? Yes, of course. Me? That, that's yes, that is that is proliferated. You know You're absolutely right. But then we can also just talk about the complete and utter lack of availability of resources for mental illness, which yes. that goes across 
um, racial uh, creeds and so on, right? And like, why aren't there limitations for people that are mentally disabled to be able to get a gun in Missouri or to be able to get a gun in Florida at the age of 12? You, you know, you have a kid that has Down syndrome and they're able to sign off and get a, a, a rifle. That is wrong. And that is something that we're not putting a, more uh, focus on, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. But like, that, that's another branch off the street. Right. That isn't seen. Well, look, look, look. Just for the audience, audience's point of view, um, like what you just said, I think that if someone has Down syndrome, it doesn't make them any less competent than someone who doesn't have Down syndrome. Right. Let's not get ableist in here. Um, like, I, know I think, I think that, that it intentionally. I know what just, you're saying. But I, I do think ableism has... You, why can't people that are 70 years old that have perfect eyes stop driving? They're not allowed to drive on the road or something. I mean, just, a, just an example. I understand. I understand where, where you where you were going with that. Um, it's not a black thing. It's not a hip hop thing because there's other things that people don't want to address, like all these mass shootings, school shootings. Right. A majority of them are white boys. Yeah, and well, they're have mental illness. So that has gone undiagnosed. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Sometimes people are just fucked up. Exactly. I don't, yeah, sometimes I don't like just some, always some, labeling Sometimes mental. people are just born. People are just, you're just people, a bad person. Yeah, man. you know, but <laughs> what's going on, what's going on in, in these communities across the United States where young white men are going to school with guns and killing a whole bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Big facts. So yeah. I brought this up in college. I brought this up to many people and they're just like, what? You, you know when like yeah, something clicks like, and they're like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I'm realistic. I know that, look, it's all been written. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Um, we do have a choice in uh, who gets the gun, who gets to obtain the gun. Um, I don't feel that having less guns, less guns is going to address the violence in this country. I think that... Um, having a better vetting system might help certain issues. So look, I have to take responsibility if I have a, con, uh, uh, a son, uh, a son who has emotional issues, is fighting in school, is suffering from depression, and I have a safe full of weapons. I'm like, all right, as a parent, I have to think, is my son ever gonna get into this? You know, all these different things. But listen, people don't think like me. People think, all right, no, my, my safe has got a lock. My son doesn't know the lock. Um, I'll be good. And also people don't want to acknowledge when their kids are fucked up. Like, exactly. that's a really hard that, thing to correct, do. So it's, it's not just policy. It, like I said, the root causes. And people, people mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. the family structure needs yeah. to partake yeah. in this conversation. No. I agree sure. with that. I think there's so many levels of that issue. Not only is, is it important in families, but another conversation that I don't think we're having is that a lot of communities, um, specifically black and brown communities across the country that do have uh, problems with guns mm -hmm. are a result, if we're talking about root causes, sure. uh, the history like of this country. Yeah. Um, and until, I guess, we men cure, invest in those communities in meaningful ways, mm -hmm. um, just meaning not just monetary, but resources, programs, mm -hmm. yeah. infrastructure, Education. we're going to continue to have yeah. those problems. So again, you're right. You know, taking away like certain types of guns in certain communities, specifically when um, a lot of people are getting guns at younger ages outside of the vetting system. Um, yeah, you're right. It's not going to stop certain things, but it would curtail it significantly, specifically if we're talking about a lot of these mass shootings, which aren't even done by those communities. Yeah, you know? right. Again, correct. though, you know, yep. shootings do occur, but right. they're not it's targeted. It's right. personal. It's right. yeah. it's personal. Yeah, it's so angry. I think again, that's why I want to say that there's so many different tiers yeah, yeah. of the issue. Going back to the Atari, don't you do you feel that um, the bad guys will always find a way to to to, to get hold of um, guns, regardless of how much? Yeah, much yeah. yeah so it'll be yeah. it'll be found no matter what. Yeah, like look, something's gonna happen anywhere. It's just the law of life. Bad things happen. Good things happen. Right. Th things just happen. Um, but we could put up limitations to do things, our best to deter. To give you an idea of why I say that is because, in, I think it was Norway. Was it Norway? One, one of the Nordic countries, right? Um, there was a retreat for children on an island, right? And they were learning camping stuff and mm -hmm. whatever. It was a retreat. And a right-wing, you know, crazy guy uh, in that country. Came from, Unusual. Know, un, super right-wing. Mm -hmm. 
he bought, you know, he brought over, he got on a boat, went to that island of the retreat of kids with like a huge assault yes, weapon. Yes, yes, this is ringing a bell. Reload, you know, extra magazines, like the whole nine. Yeah. And just went and picked went them wild. all off. Right, right. Didn't kill himself at the end. Just let himself get caught and was doing it, I think, for like political motivations or something. Why I bring that up is because... Uh, to my recollect, re- recollection is that that country has some strict gun laws, right? Yeah. And that still happened, right? So no matter what conversations we have, no matter how many improvements we have, as realists, we have to understand that bad people will always do bad things. We can only just educate our youth and future generations as to what guns do, what they are, what they're meant for, and how to be safe. So. Right, but here's the one thing. So there's a difference between that being like a once in a, a 20, 20 to 50 year span that happening versus you know, we have mass shootings on an almost daily basis here. Yeah. I think mass shootings in America are defined as like four, four or five or more people die so we're talking about every day like isn't it isn't it worth an effort to make sure that we're at least trying to decrease the frequency at which these things are happening you traveled like a thousand different countries like hey mary pat yeah can i relay that story in vermont yikes you never know it's tight (laughs) (laughs) um but actually the thing that came to my mind when i when i was discussing the ableism portion and the story that came to mind is that family friends of ours who live in Vermont, still, uh, a blended family, three sons, teen, early teens and teens, uh, had mental instability of varying levels, all three sons. And um, I think this was when I was in college. Um, yes. And so that's like between 08 and 11. And um, we'd heard that one of the, I think it was the middle son, he went to his best friend's house and uh, they were hanging out. They're, they're boys, ba pa And best friend is sleeping. He took a nap, as one does when you're comfortable with who you're with. And the, the middle son sees that there's a gun in the room because I, I believe Vermont is, it's like a hunting state and so on. There's a gun, doesn't even check to see that the safety is not on. Uh, ammo is in there. I think it was point blank. He shot his friend in the in the head. Like thought it was no, in the chest. Oh, in the chest. Thought it was funny. But still, yeah. like right here. Yeah. Thought it was a joke. Thought it was funny. Like yeah. didn't even didn't even recognize that this was something that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they're white. Yes, this is like a, a more of a rural location. What what have you? Um, but. What stands out to me is the fact that, that it, it was commonly known that, that these kids were on a spectrum. Um, and there was a gun in the house. And there was a gun in the house. Not only in the house, friend, it was open. Like, it, was, it was in the house, it was open. It wasn't his house, it was the friend. I mean, right. so, so variables, so, so, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. variables are outrageous, but that story rocked both that whole state, um, of course, our relationships, and just my thought also on the people that hold guns, which is when it then came to my mind of like, I mean, if we have to be so microcosmic and people kill people, fine, but like, and yes, there's also the tools that we utilize, and yes, it's also the intention, but it's also the fact that like, the law needs to be rewritten. It, it needs to have further limiting limiting words. Like, not everybody should just be able to get it. There should be a very stringent testing system for you to be able to get this. You shouldn't just, I shouldn't be able to just go online and get a certification from Florida. I think- That's outrageous. Yo, shout out to Florida, getting all the heat right mad now. You're mad at your, your comment is a good segue to my next point. Yeah, I wish I was going to use the kind of summing up is that oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking hot, is that we have because of our political climate. I mean, sure. just all over the course of I guess American history and how much yeah, people hot. utilize <laughs> certain uh, issues to sure. push agendas, to, right? You know, to incite their audit, their you know constituents so that they vote for them. Um, I think you guys are more on the political side. I see you guys leaning more towards like making actual improvements to this amendment, and I think that's important. Let his ass finish. Yeah. Jeez. But thank you. <laughs> I'm adding something else when he's done. Now, this be, is not getting wrapped up. We're yet. never gonna wrap it up. Right, right. Because yet. of that, um, right? 
So again, if we're just talking just straight practical, so you said you said very practically, you said that you know things need to change, right? Yeah. So people always point specifically conservatives point you know fervently to the Second Amendment in order for the amendment to change. It needs to be uh, changed by a three-fourths effort, uh, I believe, if I'm saying this correctly. Okay. Three-fourths effort of the Senate, right? Okay. Or, um, so... I'm not factoring. In order for that, that's 75%. The likelihood of that happening... Is low. Because of, you know, you're at least going to have, at any given time, no less than 40% of... uh, No less than 30%, you know, of... The of Senate or Congress is going to be right. It's always going to be a minority. No, so the likelihood of that happening is so far from likely. Yeah, sure. I think okay, yeah, it needs to change. But one, can we just be human and look at the facts, right? If we look at the data again, I, I hate to go back to the data, but like we have a problem. Yes, like, we we're do the have only a problem. Con- we're, we're the only country, so yeah, human. Yeah, we can go to the minutia, this and that. But it's like, yo, like, can we just be human for a second? People shouldn't be able to get certain guns. People should be vetted, and to your point, for certain guns. Communities that have had problems need to stop being won over police, need to be invest, reinvested in, have the resources. Like, if we're going to attack the gun problem, we just can't look at one thing. There's just a myriad of things, including just the bickering uh, about, like, facts. Like, this shit matters. Like, stop using uh, your audience's ignorance to amplify you know what I'm saying? Your personal like message, like that's also fucked up. Like you know, there's just so many. That's also just politics, <laughs> right? God will never change. Yeah, uh, and so. media as well. Um, so the one thing I feel like that we haven't dug into, and y'all are gonna get tired of me hearing this, saying this. It's a, to me, yes. We, while we can amend the amendment and create better yeah. policies, the implementation matters, right? Because mm-hmm. there are. So one thing we haven't talked about is who has the right to bear arms in this country? Black. People, we're talking about uh, what's the guy's name in from I think it was Minnesota. Why was I gonna say everyone? Where they sh- no, so everybody does. But when a cop rolls up on a per- on a black person that does or doesn't have a gun, and their first reaction is, "I'm gonna shoot this Philando motherfucker." Philando Castile. Philando oh. Castile had his permit. Told the officer, uh, "I have a gun. I'm gonna go get it." And that motherfucker still shot him. I think the guy who shot him was Spanish too. I think. No, no, I think it was a woman. Doesn't matter. Anti-blackness is universal. Doesn't matter who the person was that shot him. Mm-hmm. And so my point is, that there are certain people who have the right to bear arms with no issue. Think about. Uh, remember, in I think it was somewhere in Oregon, there was some kind of like anti-government type thing coming. There was a bunch of white dudes with the kind of weapons you don't want to fucking see. And, and there were cops the there. And stuff? Yes. And they like held up a battalion almost. The cops did nothing that. to them. Yeah. Imagine, I, I, imagine well, well, a giant group. Right, it would be a rap. Imagine a giant right. group That's, of black yes, people with that right. kind of weaponry. Yep. They would have all been fucking massacred yes, right there in that moment. Yes. So, so we can't ignore are, the no, fact. No, 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 no. Are you kidding Black Panthers did that. Bro, bro. That was in the. We're not talking about that. Also, Black Panthers were systematically killed off as well. I was about to say, let's talk about it. The government killed the Black Panthers. Literally. Our government is not for everybody. I don't want to open that book. No, I'm they just saying, Hoover. Like, you know they did it. Like, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they did it and Let's got killed. Back to back. It. I don't um, know enough about that. But specifically, like, addition to your point, I just want to amplify yeah. your point. Not trying to. T- I'm trying to throw you a oop. Okay. But specifically, during the Trump campaign, you know, <laughs> many many groups of you know white nationalists, etc., came out in their regalia, you know, armed with ARs and shit, and they were protected. You know what I'm saying? As oh, we're doing this permit to by who? To, the, by, the by the federal government? By the cops? By the, I mean state police. I don't want to say federal. <laughs> well, they talking about they cops had, here. They had freedom of um, congregation or whatever it's called. But we're right, saying that does, it's not applied equally. It's no, all it's I'm not saying. applied equally. It's that's not ever going to be applied equally. It, but that's what we need to be working towards. I, I refuse to accept that it'll that, never that happen, and I will refuse to stop working towards that and calling people out when they're like, no, it's. I'm not going to accept that that's going to be the case forever. It very, very well maybe. Thank you, but I'm not going to like. I'm not going <laughs> to sit and be comfortable and allow that to happen. And I respect you for that because I am completely of the like. This is how it is. Since there are two people on the planet, then we're going to fight. So here we are, right? Like I'm all about. Actually, I'm not all about. I, let me let me rephrase that. I hear and understand that to be true, but I think that it will. It, there there are a lot of transitions socially that are happening at the exact same time in a, in a bigger way than maybe I would even wager any other time in modern history. And so I don't think that that means we should do one thing at a time, but I do think that it might be a, a better way to 
pick the one that you think might be the longest lasting, which then I would say like whether that be family values and or education, or maybe those go together. And then this allows you to like move towards the other branches that need to yeah. be changed. But it just, it seems like, like everybody wants every single thing to be absolutely changed immediately. And like, let's keep it real. Like gen a generation or two has to mm -hmm. like kick rocks yeah. before like some newness of course. occurs. Of course. So there, what yeah. about that grace of space and time where like, Oh, some people are recognizing that there's privilege. So, I know you don't fuck with that. I'm, I'm like, listening. But like, I'm listening. there has to be some grace of time where people are starting to recognize these things that you've known your whole life. Yes, but but so I think it's for you to look at me as a black woman and say, you have to have some grace when people in my community are being killed because this process is moving slowly. Yeah. No, I'm not going to have grace about that. Not no. only that, I'm not going to do it. No, All progress right. is. I will. Well, this is the thing. Progress doesn't happen on its own. Progress doesn't happen sure. as a result of people recognizing like, oh, I guess I'm kind of But that's up. also not what I'm saying. Right. No, but I'm saying, I'm, I know, and I'm going to your point. What I'm saying is like, for us to say like, progress only happens because of the individual who are fervent advocates for those causes. Yes, who who demand, what I'm saying, who demand change yes. immediately. That's what incite, allows progress to happen incrementally because mm. you're right, like shit over time. But if those people were like, you know what? I'd like you to change. Could you change nicely? Could you please do that? Right. Like shit's not gonna happen. That's not how change happens or has ever happened over the course of history in our society, specifically in America. But there's someone who's grown up in the 80s, 90s, and the millennium period, I, I can honestly say there's been a lot of great improvements um, this guy looks from, 19 years old. I want whatever I know, he's How old you? You said you grew up in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. 80s, well, 90s, whatever 90s, he's drinking, right. give me a gallon. Let him rock. It's that vegan lifestyle. You know, someone you know, who's grown up in the 80s and yeah. 90s, uh, New York City, yeah. I have seen firsthand the relationship um, between law enforcement and uh, people of color improve drastically. Sure. You know, and. Um, we live in an era where we have access to information. We you know we're sharing ideas. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great thing, but there is also a downside to um, having this information, and um, whether it be you know social media. Mm -hmm. I think um, there, you know it's um, social media setting back lots of the great progress that we've made mm -hmm. because it's very easy to upload something that's taken out of context, out of context the full story, and it just, you know, it could, sp it could spread like wildfire yeah. and, um, yeah. you know, and yes. it's across the board, you know, sure. and, you know, and, you know, it, we tend to see it more so when, you know, people are of color are the victims. And this is, I know this is not to say that people of color are not mistreating um, white people. Okay. And, and doing bodily harm to them because I get sent, you know, I come across videos I got all yeah. the time as well. Sure, sure, sure. You know, um, so we just, we, you know, we have to acknowledge that uh, there's, um, we're being fed something that could, you know, could, um, you know, could really, you know, erase all of the, the great work that's well, been done. Well, the machine done. is feeding us. Yeah, there was a machine feeding us. And, you know, I grew up, you know, as a little kid in the Archie Bunker era. Where's the that Jefferson or That's Bunker. funny you bring that up. No, where's that? Keep going. going. No, keep going. Context. I, I want to hear. I want to hear. Say this. where that is, okay. and then maybe for people that's, who don't know, that's Archie so Bunker. funny you bring that up. So, bring that up. No, so I grew up in the Archie Bunker era, who was this guy from this sitcom called yeah. All, All the Family. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now on the show, he was a very like you know you know uh, he would make lots of racist comments mm -hmm. and bigoted comments and so forth, and um, it was you know you would laugh it off. Right, and, but the irony of it was that he his his, his closest friend was um, this guy named Lionel. I remember who, who was the son of George Jefferson from the Jeffersons. Mm -hmm. Right. So what I'm going to say is that um, I grew up in an era where the Archibald era, you know, you would you would say things and it would be a little, you would laugh it off, keep it moving, and then you realize, okay, we're just all we're all human. You know, we just we may, we may have just made a little, you know, a little oops, a little oops, a little bit like you know. But in the, the day, you know, we're still, you know, yeah, we're yeah, still yeah. humans, whatever. Yeah. You could get past it, you know. And it was vice versa. Sure. You know, it would be, yeah. you know, a white person, yeah, and, a white, and, and so forth. And on the Jeffersons, he you would know. say some wild and then, stuff. And too. Yeah, but that is not acceptable anymore today. Why? Right. It's not. It. You know. And uh, we've reached this period where you know we're living in an era of everything is just offensive. Yes. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, like I, it's okay to describe like um, a suspect 
fully, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm gonna say, you know, a Puerto Rican looking guy yeah. with a fade or whatever, you know, I mean, why <laughs> Mind you, he's Colombian, man. Or whatever, oh yeah, it's just, yeah, no, you're not even, but, hey, no, I, what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that, you know, it's, um, it's okay to be, you know, to, it's okay to speak, man. It's okay yeah, to say something. Do you want to go? I'm so happy. I'm tired of So the, to wrap things up, I'm just saying we, uh, you know, someone who's grown from these different generations. We, there's been a lot of great progress I've seen firsthand, mm -hmm. and it's slowly being eroded because of you know of this narrative that the machine. Works, yeah, the machine that's. Um, I agree with Neil. Is, I agree know. with Neil because when I was growing up and I was learning English and everything. Um, you know, we all, I had the uh, the black box that had all the channels. Yeah, oh, right? illegal. So I was like, shit. <laughs> you know, this, I didn't really understand a lot of the channels. Sure. So I was like, all right, I got stuck at Nick at Night, which was I think was thirty three. Yeah. Right. So I'm watching. I would you know I'd be up late. You know, cause I right. I was just up late every night. Nick at Night. Nick at Night. Nick at Night. Nick at Night. And I remember always laughing at Archie Bunker always laughing at Archie Bunker and then never taking anything he said as racist fast forward mm -hmm. right. and as an adult you're like oh. they're no not me they're I, I still see it as just a guy in his house speaking how he wants to speak and now we're in an error where you need to watch what you say wherever you go because you're going to offend someone no matter what right so how this relates to guns issues um, in fr on fr in Friday, right? In Ice Cube's movie Friday, uh, Debo is a big motherfucker, right? And um, he was he he had it out for Craig, and Craig said, <laughs> and Craig said, oh man, you know I need to buy a gun. I can't beat this guy's ass. And Craig's father said, excuse me, what are you doing? And gave him the speech, yeah. right? And Craig was like, right. And Craig was like, man, I didn't even want to hear that, mm. right? Craig represented everybody, young adolescents, early 20s at that time. Mm. And Ice Cube made such a powerful message with that one scene that you don't see often anymore, mm. right? And this is a guy who said, fuck police, coming straight from the underground, right? right, right. right? Mm. He made a conscious effort to say, look, you don't need guns to protect yourself. And God forbid you get an ass whooping, at least you have the next morning to keep mm, on fighting. Mm, mm, mm. Our youth is afraid of an ass whooping, afraid of failure, afraid of so many different things that what they run to are these violent outlets. Mm. If the more violent I am, the better I'm protected. You know, and I, I don't see where the correlation is in that. So I gotta, I, respect, I respect both of y'all, love y'all. But I, I have to challenge both of you guys' comments. Uh, you just utilized an, an example in the media to excuse away racism, but then utilize another example in the media to try to, um, to, try to amplify the use of accountability um, in, that same, in the same way. So and you said this gentleman, Archie Bunker, is a guy in his house. Well, Archie Bunker wasn't a guy in his house. He's a fictitious character that someone wrote into a script for you to laugh at because, you know, racism was a culture that is acceptable in America. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're really talking about what sure, yes. actually happened. So yeah. I understand, like, how we yeah. perceive that yeah. shit, but how it happens is amplified, is important. Uh, additionally, you spoke towards um, talking about, um, you know, the progress that has been made over the years. From, and, and of course, we, we, we appreciate as humans, like any, any progress that's made, but progress from fucked up to a little less shitty, well, you know yes. what I'm saying, it's still not, it's not acceptable. So when we talk about uh, things that have been perpetuated in society over the course of history through various systems, you know, individuals who are experiencing that like oppression, those problems the most, even though it's a little bit better, we still should be fervently advocating, amplifying those issues and fighting for them. So when, we, when you speak towards social media, yes, social media does sensationalize things, but I think what's beautiful about the media and the open social media that we have today is what it's really doing, in my opinion, is really just uh, it's, it, it's giving you a bigger lens and pulling back the curtain to shit that's already been mm -hmm. going on. Yep. So when you, we say like, oh, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy because you're finally a lot of communities and outside of my own, because a lot of us, are, are saying 
oh, this, you know, other people are like, why is this so happening? Like, this is so crazy. Like, this, it's like, no, this is shit that happens every day that we've been experiencing that we may not have had access to certain media platforms to inform other individuals. Yes, it can be used maliciously, but by and large, a lot of this shit is just pulling back the veil. And those same systems, which I brought up in the beginning, are utilizing them in ways to make money. Like, they may be sensationalizing this or using a run with this story. Is, and then the last thing I want to say is you made another point about description, right? When you're describing a suspect or even a victim of a certain crime, we have to be careful. Those platforms, again, are utilizing them to based on their perception, how they've been taught and over over a course of time. A lot of these platforms additionally are run and owned by specific billionaires who have specific agendas. Um, again, but when you said, like, can you fully describe a suspect? Well, yeah, that would be true yeah. if that would be true if it was applied equally, yeah. right? That's not how it's applied. Like if you were talking about if we're talking about a Muslim who who did something and how they're described, if we're talking about a black person who did something how they're described versus a white man who commits a mass murder, like that shit is not the same. So yes, that would we would love that to be the case. Like yeah, you can describe that individual, but how that's been applied in our society has not been equal. And so well, yeah. when I was going that, like, you know, if I saw someone commit a crime and, you know, it's a blonde haired, blue eyed guy, it's like, oh, a white male. With blonde hair, blue eyed guy. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. 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 So, you know, I work with some people who are afraid to um, describe someone else as What do you do? That's you know? Weird. So, do I do, do fundraising. So. So, yeah, you've come, yeah, as, you know, and Caucasian, I work with Caucasian people who are like, oh, you know, who, who did you see, you know, and, mm. oh, a guy, he was, you know, I'm like, okay. Right. Tell everyone me. wants to skip the color part. Listen, yeah, everyone wants to skip, you know, yeah. skip because, yeah. Yeah, and, um, yes, yes. you know, I wonder how, you know, when, how we got to this part where we just have, you know, we kind of have to be on So how do you suggest sense. that we, we do what you um, advised? Which portion? <laughs> um, that beginning part where we need to consistently fight and uplift uh, and empower. It was the beginning part of what you said. You use better words than I am right now. No, I just say, well, communities that are being hurt most. I mean, we're all, honestly, if we just talk about humanity. I'm sorry, if we're not just like fixing the Second Amendment, like what are we doing? Like what do you suggest on a daily conscious effort base that we could be doing? I, I think thinking about problems from just from a humanistic pr perspective, right? Like saying like, how does this actually affect me? How are my actions either um, helping this cause or hurting this cause? As it relates, you said we're not specifically talking about guns. Well, I guess I'm, I'm just thinking of, of what do you think besides the recognition and the acknowledgement of these things that you guys brought to the table? Like what then is there, what can we be doing? If we're not gonna just change the amendment, right? Like we're not gonna just change the system. What are the daily conscious efforts that we can be putting in? I know you don't want to educate, but like, can you? I'm just gonna get two points. <laughs> like, what can we do? Yeah, well, to, for me, I think, it, I think it's twofold, right? Again, when we interact with humans on a daily basis, like I'm this happy to be here doing. and have this conversation. Yes. Last time, in this time with you, Neil, Marcel, and uh, the other uh, young lady who was with us. Yeah. Um, last time as well, I think this is very helpful. But I think okay. additionally, we do need to be incredibly engaged in our process and how it works and we discussed our feelings towards that are, you know, looking at who are the right people who actually advocate and stand for the things that we believe in, not the acceptable person sure. who's, you know, most likely they land or who's, a, you know, who, who paid appeals, off so and right. so, so that. No, let's literally, I think so the thing we can do most, I believe, is educate ourselves. I think it starts so, with that. You yes. know what I'm saying? Being okay. humble enough to know, like, okay, I, don't know I feel, I may be, yeah. we, I might be angry about this. I mean, fervently disagree with this individual, but let me be humble enough to be like, you know what, before I go out into this world and, you know, take action, let me look it up a little bit more, like, and then maybe talk to some people who it actually affects, whether it be any policy, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's just how I feel about it. Education and the family structure play a really big role in this, yeah. only because um, you can get educated as much as you can uh, in school and different programs. Through the machine. Through the machine, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, That's education. Call it. Um, but if nothing's going on at home, where you sleep or you wake up or you spend most of your time, um, there's, there's gonna be issues, you know? And I remember uh, there was some type of school shooting and I was like eight or seven, and my mom looked at me and she's like, look, and she gave me the whole gun speech. Stuck with me so much that when I wanted to watch City of God for like the eighth time. My brother <laughs> was in the, the room. Films, my brother was in the room. Yeah. 
And I was like, man, I'm not going to kick him out. He's seven, eight. You know, I was like, look, you're going to watch this movie with me. And I gave him the gun talk. And I said, look, you're going to see kids with guns. You're going to see all this stuff. But that's not cool. You know, holding a gun, like, it, that doesn't make you cool. Like, killing people does not make you cool. Right. And I gave him the same speech my, my parents gave. I gave it to him. And I, I don't know what kind of impact it made on him, but I felt good when he looked at me and said, I know, you're right. And I was like, anyway. I was like, yeah, you know? So it's like, if there was an issue with my brother, I probably would have identified it with his reaction. And he gave me a positive reaction. Right. So these kids that have this inner inner violence and this inner anger, talk to them. Listen, you know that's bad, right? Like you know, holding that gun, well, shooting that yeah. kid is if bad. They have, right. How do you feel about that? Like talk to your kids. Yeah, like talk to your kids. Talk to these people. See what they have to say. Yeah. What their views on on what they're looking at. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we can all agree that we're pretty desensitized. Yes. So it's very interesting to see what someone perceives on the screen in comparison to what you perceive on the screen. So what I find funny might not be what you find funny. And what I think is violent might not. So when we're all old already, you know, whatever we believe is what we believe. You know, I'm more concerned about the adolescents, the youth, because they're still developing and they can change seven ways to Sunday. Yeah. You know, Um, so your point your point, education, family, is what's gonna drive these next generations into real policy changes. Because I don't think we have the answers. I think we're dealing with it, and we don't have the answers. Mm. We're just gonna have to take this L, um, the next generation take this L, and it's just gonna work until someone gets it. Mm. But these conversations are important. Okay, the starting point. Yeah, it's, it, it really is, it's gotta start now, because we're, we're hitting a boiling point. Yeah, we're at the boiling point. We are at a boiling point. And if what would you do, Kim, to... So I just want to say, I, I, to the take the L mindset, again, doesn't work. Right. We're all, I knew, I knew it, I knew it. We're all of them. Yeah, so we're so in the this, things that I think I say are, left, she says right. right. I say black, she says white. The things that... <laughs> no, no, I say white. Right. There we go. Right. You really get me, Marcel. Right. You really right. get me. So for me, I would Listen. say... I'm with you. I'm with you. Go ahead. Empathy and accountability. Yeah. Two critical pieces. Empathy. And I think, yes. just again, going back to like the take the L thing. No, we're all account- we're all living. We all we're hopefully, all God yeah. willing, whoever yeah, right. you believe in willing, we have yeah. at least 50 more years here on this planet. Sure. Mm-hmm. Are you going to let your 50 years go being like, oh, the next generation's got it? I don't think right. we can do that. There's got to be accountability from everyday people like us. Mm-hmm. There's got to be accountability from politicians who, and empathy too. I To me, I don't understand how you could see things like Sandy Hook, like... Um, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, the Parkland, the Parkland shooting, mm-hmm. see those things, know that as a legislator, you have the ability to put something into action that could at least start to, to minimize these things, mm-hmm. but you're so worried about NRA being in your back pocket, right. that are you being in NRA's back pocket because mm-hmm. they're giving you the money, right. that you're not willing to do anything about it. That's right. a lack of empathy, one, for the suffering of people, and also a lack of accountability for doing what's right for you know, you signed up. You signed up to be. And who knows why politicians are politicians? That's, that's a whole another issue. Yeah. But if we're looking at it theoretically, you're supposed to be here representing the people in your communities, and this could happen in anybody's community. So right. why wouldn't you take a step to make a change? Um, and again, too. So also, so us as people, politicians, and then also in the systems that we have in this country, and I think specifically law enforcement, our criminal justice system. There's got to be more accountability about how. Cops are taught to interact. Again, we're, this is about the right to bear arms. How cops are taught to interact with people who are bearing arms, mm-hmm. and how their own biases. Like, mm-hmm. there's got to be education yeah. in that point about shifting the fact that's that when you point. see a black man with a gun or with his hand in his pocket, doesn't That's not a threat. Right. That's not always a threat. It might be, and that's fine. But the default right now is, is if threat. there's anything that looks a little bit close to a black man being a quote threat, which is sometimes just existing on a street corner, right. yeah. then we're gonna like, you know, you don't. <laughs> Yes. Or they're just not yes. even battling your life, so I'm going to just take liberties to do what I please. So, yeah. I talk it off. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted you to clarify also the what can we do individually. Oh, as people. What's our accountability that we could be doing? Truly, I mean, I want to know. To me, it's, for me, what, what I like to say is I like to hold other people accountable. And so, you do. Your own, being able within your own little 
tiny sub Circle. community okay. doing whatever you can to help educate and have these conversations okay. is also important right yeah. you have mm -hmm. something to share your friends have things to share back mm -hmm. with you but i think if we if we're not talking to each other which is why this is so excellent then you don't have the opportunity to learn and to grow and so we all have to be again willing to to take a stand on these things and okay. do it publicly and in front of people um i wanted to add that um in regards to change we have to take into consideration that uh, America is a country of 300 plus million people. You know, it's a huge mm -hmm. um, pool of people to um, to change <laughs> and to uh, um, to impact. You know, and we can make references to Norway and Sweden, but these are countries who have you know around about 10 million, 10 million, sure. eight, you know, so. The reason why change, I feel it's going to take some time here, is because of our size, our diversity, and, uh, and everything that comes with us sure. as, a, as a country. There's a lot that comes with America when yeah, you think it about is. it, when you break it down, you know, from the coast, from the center, to the north, yeah. to the south. Uh, it's really a unique place comparatively when you think about it, you know, overall. Of so, course. Uh, that's why um, the, the dialogue is important, but it's just, the, you know, we have to think about the, our size and diversity and uh, that plays a role in the sure. progress of change. Yes, absolutely. And that's a wrap. If you liked what you heard, please rate us. Also, ensure you've subscribed on YouTube so you can put some faces to some names and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Anderson Street TV. Until next time. <laughs>